Good morning, everyone. It's great to see you. I know some of you probably had to swim through the parking lot to come into church today, so great to see you on this rainy day. Um, have some quick announcements. The United Methodist Women, they are having a, a virtual meeting for uh, North Alabama Conference, uh, United Methodist Women uh, Conference, and it's, it's going to be on October 9th um, at 10 till noon, and you can come if you want to come to that. Come at 945, and they'll They'll gather and set up, and you can call Eileen or let the church know that you want to go to that. Um, and also, UMW, the United Methodist Women Luncheon, is back October 11th at noon in the gym, so everybody can spread out and feel safe and be together. So we're excited about that. Um, their program will be Building a Healthy Lifestyle with uh, Fran and Al Alderpont. So it's going to be a lot of fun. UMW always has a great time when they're together. I don't know if you noticed, but our blessing of the animals service had to be postponed. It was supposed to be today at 10 a.m., but it's going to be next week. So hopefully it won't rain next week so we can have all of our animals out in the green space. If you've never been to that uh, service before, it is a lot of fun and you get to meet a lot of really cool pets. So it's a great time. So hope you can make it next Sunday to that. Um, this Saturday, the youth will be going to our fall event to the chicken house, and that'll be at 5 o'clock. That's always a great trip. Uh, Catherine Barnes, uh, right over here, she needs your help. She needs some extra trunks for our trunk or treat. So people that want to hand candy out of their trunks at our fall fest, let her know uh, if you can help. And she also would like to have some more volunteers on Wednesday nights to work with the, uh, the young ones. Um, so, and they're a lot of fun to be with, too. You would have a great time uh, helping out. So let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come worship this morning. Uh, I pray that through the music uh, and the sermon and the scriptures, God, that you will speak to our hearts. Help us grow closer to you and help us grow closer to each other. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Please remain standing and join us in the affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Miss Catherine's going to take our children to Children's Church today. And at this time, if you want to go to Children's Church with them and have fun, this would be the time to do it. They're awesome. We have a great children's program, and, and we just love it. I want to welcome you. And if you're, if you're worshiping online with us by Facebook, say hello to us. A couple of things to our online folks. Uh, in just a, a little bit, at the end of this service, we're going to be sharing Holy Communion together. And we're going to have these, these little self-contained cups, and that'll be the way that we do that. But we want you to celebrate communion with us at home. So uh, just prepare right now. Whatever you have on hand that you can use, you will be a part of us, and we are connected to you even though uh, you're not in the same room with us. So I wanted to tell you about that. I, I do want to thank you for being here. I do want to thank you for supporting your church. We had a wonderful 175th anniversary service, didn't we, Pastor Andy? It was, it was tremendous, and, uh, and it, it was so much fun. And so we're going to have fun all month long in October. Uh, just in case you haven't been looking at the newsletter, we are doing two different services, two different styles of services. Sometimes our... Traditionally, we've, uh, we've had the same sermon and the same preacher in celebration that we did in tradition, but in October, we're just kicking it up a notch. We're doing something different in the celebration service that we're doing in traditions, and so if, you, if there was ever a time that you wanted to, dub, to double dip and come to church twice, this, this month would be it. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. So um, I want to remind you that you can give... Um, and the offering plates in the sanctuary, you can give online. You can give through our church app, which I highly recommend you to download that. It's free and it's wonderful. It's got a lot of information in there. You can give by text to give, but uh, we appreciate your giving. It allows us to do these great ministries. Will you say a prayer with me now? God, you've given so much to us. You bless us. The, the rain coming down today reminds us of the showers of blessings that we experience in our lives every day. We want to be those who have grateful hearts, Lord, and who say with our lives and with our gifts, with our time and with our talents, thank you. And we want to know, Lord, <clears throat> how we can serve you. So would you open our eyes to ways that we can be your servants and your church Open our eyes to ways that we can love our neighbor. We ask all of this in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen.
After uh, last week's service, we had um, Bishop Wallace Padgett and her husband Lee over to, to our house for lunch, and they were coming. It's just, we can't believe how wonderful your music ministry is and, and Gaston First United Methodist Church. The, the contemporary band was awesome, and the choir was amazing, and everything. And I said, yeah, of course, that's every Sunday for us. <laughs> So I do like to see other people get uh, a taste of, of what we get to enjoy here. And I am so thankful, so grateful that that's such a, a big part of our church, of who we are. We're going to be spending some time in the month of October in the book of Job. And you might say, well, Pastor Sam, for the last year and a half, I felt like I've been living in the book of Job. And, and maybe, maybe you have, and maybe that's why it's near and dear to our hearts right now. The scripture today is Job 1, verse 1, and then chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. I think the, the scripture will be up on the screen for you, but let's, let's read um, these ancient words. There was once a man in the land of Uz, whose name was Job. That man was blameless and upright, one who feared God and turned away from evil. Then picking up in chapter 2. One day the heavenly beings came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came uh, among them to present himself before the Lord. The Lord said to Satan, where have you come from? Satan answered to the Lord, from going to and fro on the earth, from walking up and down on it. The Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? There's no one like him on earth, a blameless and upright man who fears God and turns away from evil. He still persists in his integrity. Although you enticed me against him to destroy him for no reason. Then Satan answered the Lord, skin for skin. All that people have they will give to save their lives. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh and he will curse you to your face. The Lord said to Satan, very well, he is in your power, only spare his life. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and inflicted some loathsome sores on Job from the sole of his feet to the crown of his head. Job took a potsherd with which to scrape himself and sat among the ashes. Then his wife said to him, do you still persist in your integrity? Curse God and die. But he said to her, you speak as any foolish woman would speak. Shall we receive the good at the hand of God and not receive the bad? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. No matter how many times I read this, and I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know how many times I've read this, but I just can't get the words of Job's wife out of my head. They just keep echoing in my head. And here's, here's Pastor Sam's loose translation of what she said. Job, honey, are you still gonna hold on to your integrity? Why don't you just put us all out of your misery and go ahead and just curse God and die? Job's wife, bless her heart, right? Bless her heart. To be fair, she had been through some really hard times. She had gone from having a big and happy and, and loving family to having all of that gone and just an instant lost in, well, I'm no James Spann, but it sounds to me a lot like a desert tornado came and hit them and uh, she lost it all, lost all of her family. She had once been a part of a prosperous and wealthy family. She was part of a family that was envied by literally all of the neighbors thinking, wow, look at all that they have. And she went from that one day to the next day having all of their wealth, all of their prosperity, all of their property either stolen or destroyed. Either way, they were never gonna get it back again. 
And now the final straw, well, you think, well, at least she had her husband left. But the final straw is she saw her husband, Job, go from being healthy and strong one day, from being well-respected by all of the neighbors, to being just covered with boils from the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, some terrible disease from being admired by all of the people around him to sitting in sackcloth and ashes in the city dump. And I want to tell you what, you know how it is in a small town. Imagine how everybody, and I mean everybody, was talking about what happened to Job, what happened to Job's, Job's family, even Job's friends. Even Job's best friends came to see him and they, and they said, Job, man, you must have really sinned. You must have really made God angry. You better repent, man. You better repent and turn back to God. Maybe, maybe if you do that, God will spare your life. It was just too much. Too much for Job's wife. She just couldn't take it anymore. And so she asked that question, that question that kind of haunts me. She said, are you still going to hold on to your integrity? Job, honey, why don't you just let go? Are you still going to hold on? Well, you know the story, and I know the story. Everybody knows the story of Job. Job did, in fact, hold on to his integrity despite all of the terrible suffering that he went through. And so here's what that makes me want to know. It makes me want to know how we can do the same thing. How we can hold on to our integrity even when times are terrible. How, how could we do that? That'd be good information to know, wouldn't it? And that's what we're going to look at today. We're going to look at two things basically what it means for a person to hold on to their integrity and then maybe how you and I can learn from Job and how we could hold on to ours uh, when the going gets tough. So what does it mean to hold on to integrity? Uh, there are two important words here in this book of Job, two important, uh, very powerful Hebrew words here. One is to hold fast um, and it's what is what God said to, to Satan when the accuser came before uh, for God and, and God said, hey, Satan, have you seen my servant Job? He's still holding fast to his integrity. To hold fast there is, is a, a Hebrew word. It means to be bound to it. It means to, to grip it firmly. It means to seize, seize it. It means to harden your grip. Now, this, this word that means to hold fast, it can be used in a good way, like holding fast to your integrity. It can also be used in a bad way. It's the same word that was in Exodus used to describe Pharaoh's heart, how Pharaoh's heart was hardened. He was stubbornly holding on to the wrong thing, right? But to hold fast. And then the other important Hebrew word is, of course, integrity. And it means to be whole, it means to be complete, it means to be full, sound, it means to be the real thing. For a person, it means to, to do the right thing no matter what, no matter who's watching or if anybody's watching. For a person, it means to choose to live out our values and not just profess them. Integrity, solid, real you know, you know it when you see it in a structure, like in a building. You know, maybe from a distance, you could, you could get away with having a Hollywood movie set that was just a facade, you know, just kind of a shell. But when you really look at it, you can tell if it has integrity, if it's solid and real. You know it when you see it in a structure. You know it when you see it in, in, in like a bridge or something. Does it have integrity? Will it hold? And you know what? You know it when you see it in a person, too. And it's one thing to hold fast to your integrity when everything is going great, right? And it's another thing to hold fast to your integrity 
when all hell breaks loose. So what can we do? Here's the second thing I want us to look at. What can we do ahead of time, okay, ahead of time to prepare ourselves to hold on to our integrity when going gets tough? Because if things are going great for you right now, praise God. Uh, But it just might be that things are not going so great for you. Or it just might be that somewhere down the line, you're going to need to know how to hold tight, right? So first is, uh, we have to know what our non-negotiable values, what our core non-negotiable values are, okay? We have to know what we're going to be solid about. What are those things that you want to hold on to? I'll give you an example. Um, and, and this comes from uh, my friend Keith Elder put this on Facebook. And I liked it so much that I wrote it down because this is something that, that kind of reflects uh, wh- what I would like to have for, for my integrity. And on, on this thing that he posted on Facebook, he, it starts with saying, today, and it's asking a question, today, will I be, and then he, he asks the following questions, will I be honorable and honest? Will I be a compassionate soul? Will I be faithful and true? Will I be a champion for right? Will I be a friend you can count on? Will I I be real with people? Okay. Will I be real with myself? Will I be more giver than taker? Will I be salt and light? A builder of bridges? a lover of life, a friend of God. Those are core values. That's the kind of person I'd like to be. Wouldn't you kind of like to be a person like that? Wouldn't you like to be around people who were like that? People who had that as their their list of core values they'd like to hold on to. Maybe your list would look a little bit different. Maybe there would be things that you would put on there and things you would change. But the point is, know what you want to be solid on, right? If you can't name your core values, then you don't know if you're holding on to them or not, do you? So um, once we know, once we know what those core values, those non-negotiable values are, how do we hold on to them? How do we hold fast when the going gets tough? When I was in high school, I don't know about you, but I was sometimes required to read books and things that I didn't, Pastor Andy, I didn't always like what told me I had to read when I was in high school. It wasn't always fun. Uh, But one of the things that we had to read that I really did like uh, was an epic poem called the Odyssey is Homer's written by Homer, 800 years BC. This Greek epic poem, and um, and it wasn't it wasn't one of those things that I, we had to read it. But it wasn't like adventure. It had um, oh, it had monsters. It was a story of a man named Odysseus who was returning to his home from the, uh, from the Trojan War and his long journey, his odyssey, was kind of where these stories came from. Now his journey took a long time and on his journey he had all kinds of adventures with all kinds of different things. It was fast paced and like I said there were monsters, there were exotic lands. So Odysseus is the central character, and Odysseus is a guy of integrity. He is a guy who does the right things. He's a guy who tries to pay attention to what the gods and goddesses are telling him to do. And remember, this is Greek poetry, so there are gods and goddesses all over the place. But Odysseus just tries to do the right thing. I apologize for the the echo there. I'm sure we'll get it fixed in just a second. One of the goddesses, Circe, warns Odysseus about these creatures called the sirens. The sirens are these two monsters uh, 
And these two monsters pretend to be the most beautiful women ever and they sing these amazing siren songs and they try to lure sailors to their island. Uh, Come on over for a visit, they'll sing to them. And then once they get there, uh, they find out that they're monsters and they kill them. And so there's bones of sailors all over the island from where they've been lured in by the sirens. And Circe warns Odysseus to, to look, nobody can resist the songs of the sirens. So here's what you do. Here's how you're going to live through this. Find you some beeswax and break off chunks of beeswax and soften it and have all of the sailors put wax in their ears so that they can't hear the songs of the sirens. And then she tells him, if you do want to listen to the songs of the sirens and live through it, live to tell about it, here's what you have to have your sailors do. Have your sailors take you and bind you to the mast of your ship with strong ropes so that when you hear the songs of the sirens, you won't jump overboard and swim to the island to your doom. Uh, so that's what Odysseus does. He has his men take the beeswax, put it in their ears, and he has his men bind him to the mast. And, and they're like, are you sure, Captain? Yes, bind me with strong rope and, and tie me tight. And he made his sailors promise that even if he begged them, even if he begged them that they were not to untie him, that they were just to keep on rowing past the island of the sirens. And so they came upon the island and, and the, men, the men couldn't hear it, the sailors couldn't hear it, but Odysseus could hear the songs of the sirens. And to Odysseus, it sounded like the most beautiful songs he'd ever heard. And he could see the sirens. And to him, they didn't look like monsters. They looked like the most gorgeous women he'd ever seen. And they sang, come on over, Odysseus. They sang, we'll teach you wisdom. We'll give you love. And in our arms, you will be happy forever. And Odysseus begged his sailors to untie him so that he could just jump in the water and swim over there. He strained so hard against the ropes that it started to cut into his skin. But his men wouldn't listen to him. They had wax in their ears and they kept on rowing and they kept on rowing until they got out of the range of the song of the sirens. And only then, only then did they take the wax out of their ears and untie their captain. So by tying himself to the mast and by getting his friends to help him, Odysseus avoided disaster. So in our context today, the mast of the ship is our integrity. The mast of the ship is our non-negotiable values that we have clearly and firmly who help hold us accountable lash ourselves listen with strong ropes ahead of time we don't wait until the going gets tough ahead of time we decide this is what we're going to do this is what we're going to be and we lash ourselves to that mast of our integrity because there will be times when the sirens sing and we are tempted to let go so we need to prepare ahead of time, you see. So going back to the, the list that I, I, I mentioned earlier, uh, will I be honorable and honest? Okay, I decide ahead of time that I will because I know that come around April or, or, or so of next year, I'm going to have to be doing my income taxes. And that siren song is going to be, well, just... You know, just lie on, on your, you know, the government takes too much of your money anyway. Just lie. Siren song, you know. No, I'm going to be honorable. I'm going to be honest. Will I be a compassionate soul? Siren song. Look, you've got your own problems to deal with. You don't need to worry about somebody else's. You don't, you don't need to worry yourself with that. Just, 
Just keep on going by. Will I be faithful and true? But you know, the siren song, oh, but you know, that woman is really beautiful and she keeps flirting with me. Not really, sweetie, but uh, just for instance, right? The siren song, am I going to be a champion for right? I don't know. The siren song says I might lose some friends if I am a champion for right. Am I going to be real with people? Even when it would be easier to just put on a fake smile and go on? Am I going to be real with myself? Even about my worst days? Deciding ahead of time, you see. Gripping tightly. Even having friends to hold you accountable. To keep you lashed when the going gets tough. So that you won't fold. Can we hold fast to our integrity? Job says, yes, you can do it. Can we hold fast to our integrity? Well, Jesus did. Jesus held fast when he was in the desert and he was being tempted, when he was praying in the garden, when he was on the cross and those around him were saying, if you are the son of God, then come on down from that cross. I wonder, I wonder if Jesus thought about Job when he was hanging on the cross. I wonder if he thought about Job who said, you know, I came into the world naked and I'm going to leave the same way. God gives, God takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Aren't you glad that Jesus held on fast to his integrity? That's what we remember when we celebrate Holy Communion. That Jesus held on even when it would have been easy to let go. I want to remind you of a couple of things as we prepare for Holy Communion today. We're going to be using the service of Word in Table 2. You can find it if you want to follow along in the hymnal and you're here. Um, it's on page 12, starts on page 12. The words are going to be up on the screen, and for those of you who are home, you'll be able to see those uh, at home, because you probably may not have a hymnal at home. Today is World Communion Sunday, so as we celebrate communion today, we also think about how Christians around the world are also celebrating communion, and we're connected to them, right? We have the bread and the cup, just like they have the bread and the cup, and Another thing I want to remind, and I always like to remind people of, that we, we have open communion in the United Methodist Church. It's an open table. All who come to the Lord and who are hungry of heart are welcome to come to the Lord's table. It's the Lord's table, and all are welcome. One final thing is that um, we, it's our tradition to receive communion offering uh, when we have Holy Communion. And you can leave that on the altar rail today if, if God leads you to do that and you're able to. Everything that you leave in communion offering goes to help our local missions. We, have, we get calls on a daily basis of people needing help for various things and we, we use that for our local missions. If you can do that, leave it on the altar rail. If you're watching live stream, worshiping live stream, you can, you can send that to the church and give and just earmark that for communion. And we'll make sure that it gets to the right place. Now, won't you join me as we prepare our hearts for communion? Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful, Merciful God, God, we confess, confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. heart. We, have we have failed to be an obedient church. church. We, we have, have not done your will. will. We, we have, have broken your law. We have, we have rebelled against your love. We have, we have not loved our neighbors. We have, we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. Hear the good news. 
Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory, Glory to, to God. God. Amen. Amen. And now we continue on page 13 with the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread and he blessed it. He gave thanks to you, broke it, and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave, it to, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your son Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. And I, I'll remind you of this, these, these um, cups can be a little tricky. And as your kindergarten teacher told you, help your neighbor with their juice box if they need to. Okay. Now, the body of Christ broken for you. blood of Christ shed for you. Our closing hymn will be number 438, another Charles Wesley hymn, Forth in Thy Name, O Lord I Go. Will you stand together as we sing?
And now, Lord, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself for us. Help us to go forth from this place in the power of the Holy Spirit to give ourselves to others. In Christ's name, amen.